Hello, hello, hello. My name is Desiree Shaw and I'm a psychotherapist. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I podcast on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday. Hello to you and I hope you are having a good enough morning. Maybe it's not. My name is Desiree Shaw. I practice at the Priory. I have a private practice and I vlog and podcast about mental health awareness. I am very much focused on men's mental health and I am creating a platform called Mama, Men and Mental Health, one word, awareness. Today, today's podcast, get out of your own way. So for those of you who have just come on for the first time to understand what I do and why I do it, I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. You can go and view my website, which is www.desireeshaw.com. That's D-I-S-R-E-E-S-H-A-W.com. And I have an array of things on my website to support and aid really good mental wealth. Because I do believe that um, everything starts off with psychology. So get out, of, get out of your own way. I quite like this one. And as I've just said that, you might actually hate it, but that's okay. You're allowed to your judgment. Get out of your own way. This is quite personal to me. Um, Okay, so we we have all had some kind of issue or challenge, what we've had to face within ourselves or, you know, in a situation. And um, often we just don't like it. We don't like what we see particularly when it comes to the mental and emotional disturbance, we we just don't like it. And what tends to happen when we come face to face with a problem that we're dealing with, which is often within ourselves, because everything happens within first before it becomes an extension of ourselves and happens outside, we tend to resist, reject and argue the help that is offered. And sometimes we're offered help by friends, family, um, therapists, counsellors, whatever. We tend to resist the help. And I see this so often in the therapy room, so often, with both men and women. The resistance can be high. And you can get a client who's just resisting therapy. The urge to shut down, <laughs> when someone gets the urge to shut down and not engage, which can happen a lot with children. I did I, I thought it was 10 years, it was like 16 years with kids in schools and um, I actually did well but it's tiring, it is, it's not easy working with young people when they decide to just shut down and disengage and, that, and but this happens with adults, <laughs> I thought going into the therapy room with adults I would meet people who actually wanted to move towards their change but often that it's not always the case it's not too often but it's not always the case so the urge to shut down refuse engagement or be so pedantic and and almost antagonize the therapist or anyone for that matter who is trying to help is so high and it it happens with such a resistance and an urge to um, protect. It's a defence mechanism. Particularly in a more of an immature way with children, but adults do it as well. So why is that? 
I used to be so irritated and annoyed when I when I'd meet a patient client who was purposefully, in my view, my judgment would come out, and it would they would, in my view, be perceived as purposefully resisting. Then I'd find that I would resist. <laughs> so, as therapists, we are people too. We're not perfect human beings. We recognise and understand how therapy works, but we're not the perfect human being without fault. We also have fault. So I would take this to my supervision, who was who is really great, by the way, and she would say, Desiree, get out of your own way. And I'd be aghast. <gasps> How could you say this to me? What do you mean? I'm taken aback. I'm I'm the one trying to help, and you've told me to get out of my own way. I'd be thinking, I'm not in my own way. I'm not the one in my own way. That that client, that one is. They're the one refusing my help. This is wrong. They're not supposed to do this. This is when I'd realised that I was making demands and deciding that things should be in a particular way and my supervision would look at me and she would say <laughs> okay and what does that mean and I'd be like what do you mean what does that mean you know they're they're they should be accepting my help and they're not accepting my help they're refusing it she and then she'd say what what, what does what does that mean and then I'd realize that she was doing an ABC on me and I'd say well it would mean I'm not a good therapist. I'm a bad therapist. And my supervision, she'd say, based on what? And I'd say, that they were resisting. They, they weren't letting me help. So that means that I am... And I, ah. And then she'd say, and that's evidence, proof, logic, right? And then I'd stop. And I'd kind of feign confusion, because actually... The penny was dropping, actually, it wasn't even dropping. The whole jar was tumbling off the shelf and plummeting to a heap on the floor. And I'd have to admit, I get it. It doesn't mean I'm a bad therapist. The resistance isn't actually about me, it's about them. But I'm taking it on board, perceiving it as it's about me, because I... No, 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 I'm confusing the situation. I'm getting in my own way. And I'd actually realise I was getting in my own way. <laughs> And the client was getting in their way. <laughs> so everybody was blocking everybody. Everybody was in everybody's way. There was a massive standoff and nobody was able to cross the road because they were in their own way, blocking their own path. And that is when I understood. So for them to get out of their way, I had to get out of mine. Because I had to be the change that was needed in the room to demonstrate the change that the client needed to make to get to the other side of the road. Because at the moment, they're completely blocking themselves, standing in their way, covering their eyes and covering their ears. But I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Still now, when I see a resistant client, when I see the resistance, I fight the urge to shout, STOP RESISTING! It's so much easier when you flow and allow your own process and change. Then I'd realise the process is unique for everyone. For some, resistance is a part of their process. 
You know, everyone's process is different. You don't tell somebody how they're supposed to process something. You should be thinking about it this way. You mustn't get upset. Oh, that would so annoy me. People start telling you how you're supposed to think about something. I mean, who are you? It's, as I can't tell a client how to think about, you know, this is the way you're supposed to do it. But I can tell them where the errors are and actually tell them where it's healthier and how they can make that change for themselves if they choose to. Because they are always in control. So... My job is not to place judgment. It, it's to support the therapeutic process. And sometimes the therapeutic process, there is resistance involved. And that does happen. And in order for the client to recognise how to get out of their way, I have to get out of my way. Which is not perceiving that anything of this is personal. Not, not falling into the resistance tug and war demonstrating there is another way it's like it's like would you would you fight your own physical therapist <laughs> you know you've had a car accident you can't walk and the physical therapist comes in and says right, i'm going to start bending your leg you say get off no don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it would you do that actually my mum did that once <laughs> because she didn't know that physical therapist actually would help you stretch your legs that was actually a really funny point and she wasn't working out that she wasn't getting better because she wasn't doing the physio properly because <laughs> she was resisting it and so when she recognized she was resisting the physiotherapist she actually allowed the process and now she walks like a trooper so she got out of her way and there's so many ways for us that we can get out of our own way we just got to figure out how to just stop so why do clients resist? You know, there's a whole thing on the resistant client. There's three types. But why do they resist? I used to be so confused why they could resist it. And from my experience, what I can recognise why a client resists is, one, they are facing things in the therapeutic room which they are uncomfortable about and they do not like. That's major issue number one. I don't like this, I'm uncomfortable with this, and I don't want to face it. Which is the whole point of coming to therapy. Which is one step of breaking down that massive wall. But that is a major problem why they resist. So when you find yourself resisting something, stop and check yourself. And notice why. Is it because you're facing something that you're uncomfortable with and you just don't like it? That is most likely the real soft tender spot which hurts when it's probed even just a little bit so you've got to protect it two <laughs> they do not feel like they're in control those people who like to be in control don't like the idea of going to a therapist who they believe has now got all the power and the control which is why i say to my clients you're actually in control i'm not i'm facilitating you by supporting you towards a change but you're in control it's up to you if you resist, the consequences are X, Y, Z. If you follow through with the process, the consequences are B, Y, W. I don't know. I'm, my alphabet isn't that good. But you're in, you are in control. That's the point. They Three, they fear judgment. Often I've seen people come into the therapy room worried that I'm going to judge them. And this is one thing we have in this world, which is why I do despise judgment. I mean, I'm not God, yeah? And when I was raised in the church to believe that God is the only one that can judge you, 
And I thought, okay, but then meanwhile, being in the church, you realise that everybody is judging you. In fact, all religions, you are so being judged when actually they all say, only judge, only judge, only God can judge me. But ultimately, they're judging you as well. So this discrepancy used to really grate my cheese and infuriate me because judgment is such a heavy duty act to put on another person because it's all about you and um, it can be quite destructive so when somebody comes into my therapy room and they're worried about my judgment the first thing I want is them to recognize that I am not God I actually went for the job I interviewed I didn't pass I didn't get it so I can't judge you I actually can't for me to judge, I could have an opinion about something, but actually my opinion means nothing in the grand scheme of things because that's me. It's your opinion on yourself which counts. My opinion on you doesn't. And that's the whole process of the therapeutic alliance within what I do with CBT, REBT. It's not the process of what I believe. It's the process of what you believe about you. It's very subjective. So the judgment one is a big one and a lot of people have fear of being judged. And that is one thing I I am very aware of. So when these these things these three things come into play, people resist because they don't want them to happen. They don't want to experience the feeling. And this is all perfectly human qualities. I'm using the word perfectly because it's perfect behaviour because you're human. It's perfectly unhealthy behaviour. <laughs> But it's absolutely human. It's human qualities that we do. And it helps us to bury our heads in the sand and ignore the pain. (laughs) That's what it helps us to do. So if you want to ignore the pain, you resist. And you avoid. Because you don't like it. But in order for change to happen, you have to tolerate the, the, the uncomfortable it's tolerating it. You don't like it and you think you're going to burst or something's going to happen to you. Or you're not going to be the person that you thought you were. and It's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like that. You're going to be frustrated. And no, it's not going to be any of those things. you just got to tolerate the discomfort. You've got to deal with the heart of the issue, which is to face it head on. Because judgment is not going to physically harm you, even if somebody does harm you. So I was raised in a church, particularly Pentecostal, and they those people judge. It's like a extracurricular activity which you have to gain a hundred percent credits in when 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 you go to one of these churches. Everybody's judging you. Judge your shoes, your clothes, your everything, the way you behave, what you did last week, where you're going. The judgment is rife. But I realised the hard way. It's not going to hurt you. Even if they did judge you. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to be uncomfortable though. And. If you are judged. This doesn't mean that you're out of control. And if you are the one. That judges. That doesn't mean you're right. Or wrong. It means that you're processing thoughts and actions which aren't actually going to benefit you. Because judgment doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't do anything for you at all. I often come across the fashionably cynical 
Yeah, as well, there's a <laughs> there's this behaviour happening at the moment where everybody's cynical about everything, and it's like, well, then that's just the way it is, then, isn't it? And they do things like that. I find it so tiring. Um, and and they resist to prove that they are so complicated, and that no help in the world can save them, and their cynicism is their is their guard. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy, honestly. They are simply just standing in their own way. Blocking their change. And creating their very own blocks. Their very own obstacles. Because they can't get around them. Because what happens is they've already resisted. Now they're cynical about the resistance. Building this really, really, really high wall. That nobody can get over, particularly them, themselves. Truth is, the truth is, <laughs> when you um, when you build such high cynical behavioural thoughts and behaviours and ideas and judgement on your own self and resistance, the higher you build the wall of resistance, which is often built with. Anger, shame, hurt, envy, depression, anxiety, and jealousy. <laughs> These are all the emotions in um, REBT. I think I've missed one out. I can't remember which one I've missed out. <gasps> my God, my lectures will be so annoyed with me. But there is one that I've missed out. And I can't figure out what it is. Ah, I know, it's envy. So, when you build your resistance your wall, which is so high, and you have cynical behaviours that go with that. Or maybe you don't, you just have the resistance, either which way. You're building your wall with these bricks. And some of us build the wall because of shame and hurt. Some of us build it because of anger. Some of us build it, it's like I'm out of control, so I'm going to build it. And each time you, you put a brick in that wall, it's it's how you've resisted the help. And it's how you've um, interpreted and perceive the world around you, and decided to put your guard up. So the wall becomes a safety place. But then you end up tunneling yourself in. <laughs> and and the more uncertain and worried you become about letting that wall fall, the higher you build it. But here's an idea. Because this is not going to help you. This This wall is not... You can't get anywhere when you're bricked in. So if you bricked yourself in, where are you going? You aren't going anywhere. You're resisting your own change and your own help. You're not going anywhere. But here's an idea. Just move one brick at a time. Just one. Just just slowly push it through. Just let it fall. By just doing one small thing different. And somebody says, I'd like to help you. Instead of a reason for them not to help you, you could say, okay, <laughs> I'll try. You could just try. Don't have to like get a bulldozer and knock the whole wall down. That's just too much. But just the same way you built the wall, each brick was really important in making it as high as you made it. Well, each one that you take down is really important in reducing it. So you can reduce the wall. You don't have to keep the wall as high as it is. Just one small change at a time. That's all. Because that's all it takes. One small thing. One, one small act. Because your defence system 
is needed, but you're defending yourself against help, which is counterproductive. You need your defence system when you're under attack, not when somebody's trying to help you. It just doesn't help. It's like drowning and kicking the, um, <laughs> the, the team that comes to jump in the water to pull you out. You start punching them. It's not going to help you. You're just going to help yourself drown. So, it, it's not necessary. Not when you are in therapy. Or oh, a loved one that's trying to help you. Notice your brick wall. Just notice what it is. What are, you, what are you bricking yourself in and why? Then take it down one brick at a time. How can you cross a road when you're bricked in? You've bricked yourself in. You can't cross the road. How do you get to the other side of change? You get to the other side within your brick wall, within the four walls of your brick wall. You, they don't move. You can't. So today, I urge you, do one thing different that helps you get out of your way. Men and women get in their way daily. My practice is to support the mental well-being of everyone. I have a particular focus on men's mental health because one of the things I've noticed is the people who really brick themselves in a brick wall, it's not just exclusively men, because some women do it as well. I have seen that. But it's very common for a man to brick himself in because of the fear of the judgment and what it means to be a man in his view and how he sees the world. So resistance is actually a natural process for a man to resist help because he's supposed to be strong. Which is why the platform of Mama, Men and Mental Health, one word, awareness, is about creating a conversation and of supporting ourselves to actually support each other. That's what it all is. It's a caravan of love. <laughs> I won't sing I see brothers. But it is. You know, you're my brother. I really am resisting the urge to sing that song. But it is. We are all my brother's keeper. It's so funny because that saying from the Bible. <laughs> I am so contradictory, aren't I? The cognitive dissonance. Me and my religious qualities of not being religious, but yet knowing so much about religion because I was raised there. Because so much terminology does make supportive help and sense it does I am my brother's keeper I'm here to help you definitely because it is about creating that change and it is about recognising that you can do it so in order to make that change happen for you today you can knock down your brick wall one brick at a time thank you so much for listening my name is Desiree Shaw and I'm a psychotherapist I practice at the Priory if you want to see me you can you can go to my website, www.desireshaw.com. On that website, i got some questionnaires. They're psychology questionnaires. And you might want to check your own self. You might want to check your stress, check your anger, check your jealousy, check your anxiety, check your depression. Notice how you're feeling. Notice that you're in control. Notice that you can make change happen. You can go to this um, questionnaire link on my site. I'll put it in the description box. So be sure to look at the description box and click on the link. And there you will find the link to my website. And that will take you to the questionnaires. And you can fill it in. And you can 
you can opt to join my mailing list where you can have a direct link to me personally and get support. And this is all for free because, like I said, I'm trying to change the world one thought at a time and make therapy accessible. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I podcast on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday. Make sure to tune in and like and share because I need your likes and shares. I really do. I need your support. I vlog as well on Tortured Superhero on my on my YouTube. I've got quite a few things going on. So um, check out the links that I'm going to post in the description box. And thank you so much for listening. Have a as good a day as you possibly can. Because when you say have a great day, it's just so much pressure to have a great day. So I'm not going to say have a great day. Have as decent enough a day that supports you moving forward to the weekend. And if not, have a bloody great day. Bye for now.